I'm your host, Arrow Kopak, and you're listening to the podcast MP3, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity. I want to share with you a little bit about a topic that I'm extremely passionate about, all about the image of self. When you study a little bit of psychology, they talk about the concept of self, which is about how you view yourself, the identity that you provide to yourself. And it is so often overlooked the impact of how you view yourself changes your world. We've talked in the past about perspective with regards to the lens through which you see the world around you. This is about the lens through which you see yourself. How you view yourself matters. How you define yourself matters because you're either defining yourself as a limitless or limited. In the past episode about detrimental perspective, that was a detrimental perspective about how you see the world around you because of some of your own limiting beliefs, because of some of the messages perhaps that you've heard that you believed that hold you back. I want to talk a little bit about how you view yourself and the impact that that has. A lot of this is inspired by the work from Maxwell Maltz, author of Psycho-Cybernetics. And he was considered kind of a founder of this aspect of psychology. And ironically, he was a plastic surgeon. But what he discovered as a plastic surgeon, as further described in his book, Psycho-Cybernetics, a good chunk of the people in which he did plastic surgery did not view themselves any differently in the mirror. He may have changed their outer appearance and other people saw a change in their outer appearance, but they did not. Even though objectively the change could be seen, they could not see it because they viewed themselves, they gave themselves an identity in their mind that could not be changed by anything external. This is the impact of how you view yourself, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. How do you define yourself? Because how you define yourself sets your limitations. So often we're focused on the external obstacle, what's holding us back externally. I can't because of this. I shouldn't because of that. How much of that limitation that you're putting on your abilities or on your progress is really because of the outside obstacle? And how much of it is really about the internal limitation you give because I'm not the kind of person who does that? An example of this that may come up is if you're not doing something that you say you want to do and that you know you should be doing that would further your success, oftentimes someone will say, I guess I'm just lazy. That's a cop-out. It's a cop-out because when you use I am statements, you are defining who you are and how you are. And when you define who you are and how you are, you are telling your mind, this is how we show up. So if you're not doing something consistently, or you're not doing something that you want to do that takes work ethic, and you say, I'm lazy, you're putting that label upon yourself. And then what is the mind going to do? Follow suit. If you say, I'm lazy, you're more inclined then to do what a lazy person, as you see them, define them, would do. The I am statement is incredibly powerful. And it can be incredibly powerful in positive ways as well as in negative ways. One of the hardest things for the mind to do is to act or push you to act out of alignment with your self-identity, out of alignment with your self-image. Think about if I am lazy, if that is who you are and how you define yourself, then how much more effort will it take to do what the opposite of a lazy person would do? The mind says, no, that's a contradiction there. Can't do that. That's not what a lazy person would do. 
and I'm lazy versus I am a driven, motivated person. If you define yourself that way, then it makes it much easier for the mind to act in alignment with what a driven person would do. So the image of self, you can define and decide for yourself. But so few do because it takes intention, effort, and energy to do so. And there's a lot of accountability with determining, deciding who you're going to be. Here's the quote by Maxwell Maltz, author of Psycho-Cybernetics. You will act like the sort of person you conceive yourself to be. Roger, what do you think of the quote and how it relates to this week's opening? I think you hit it on the head (laughs) when you started with what resonated with me most, which was you have to define yourself as either limitless or limited. I felt that in my gut. (laughs) (laughs) And it stirred an emotion in me that made me realize there were so many times that two things had generated. One was the times that I've seen myself as limited and how many times I see other people limited. And my go-to reaction is to want to open up the world to them, to, like you, and I know you do this in coaching, right? You talk about helping people face their limiting beliefs. Yeah. I really just want to show them that the potential that they have. Mm -hmm. I want to scream it from the rooftops, right? I just want to tell them, look, do you understand how you're showing up right now? You said it in the opening. How do you want to show up, right? What we tell our mind is how we show up. There was so much you packed in there that was so beautiful and resonates so true, right? What's that story that we're telling ourselves? And it could be a story from childhood. It could be anything that we've been raised with. And I've seen this myself. I've gone through it and I talk to other people about it. And you and I have kind of danced around this a little bit. We'll change the story. Mm -hmm. You can choose. We have a choice. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. But something you said there, and Roger, I'm calling you out on this a little bit and perhaps calling out our listeners at the same time. So I'm sure there's others who can resonate with what you said about wanting others to see their potential, to not limit themselves. You see them limiting themselves all the time. Question is, how much do you do that for yourself? Right, right. Big callback. Oh, total callback. And thank you for calling me out on that. <laughs> because My pleasure. I've been, I've been called out <laughs> on it before. So how much am I doing it to myself? There were a lot of times where I would use, this is a great segue into what you were saying before, those I am statements and the I can state or I can't statements or I shouldn't. Oh my gosh, I did that a lot. And especially, I'll give you an example, starting my own business. There were a lot of things where I had issues with, well, who am I to go out there and tell the world about what I think? Who am I to start a business, right? I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't be starting a business. I shouldn't spend money doing this. As soon as I held up a mirror, (laughs) and realized, boy, if you keep telling yourself this, this business isn't going to go anywhere. Good call out because it was a process. And we've talked about process before. It was a process to change that Mm self-image. And it still is. One of the things I love is catching myself when I do it and catching others. So I'm glad you saw that there. But yeah, it's a big call out. I love helping other people do it. And I love to surround myself with people who are good at helping me call that out myself too, especially because there's situations that I can learn from. Mm -hmm. One conversation that this recalls me to was I was having a conversation with someone and they used those words. I've heard them many times. The words of, well who am I? Or why would anyone care? Right? That's the thought that comes through. That's one that certainly comes through for me. Why would anyone care what I have Mm -hmm. to say or this that I have to share? And when I hear that from someone else, it helps because I say with them, well, why does anyone care what anyone else says at all? There's people who 
are valued for what they have to say and they are looked up to and they're no less human than me or you. A hundred percent. What separates them, I think, is the willingness to put themselves out there and to be heard and to share. And it really comes down to courage and learning as you go, right? That putting yourself in that position to learn, to become the person that people want to hear from. But you got to put yourself in that position first. But I hear so often, why me or why should I? And I'm trying to call out anyone who's saying that to themselves right Mm -hmm. now because anyone else who has done it is no less human than you. That's so right. Well, I love the example that you gave. It's so easy to say, I am lazy. Going back to that, right? I am a lazy person. If that's the lens or the coat that you put on or the sunglasses you always put on, if those are the lenses you look through, then that is always going to be a true story for you. Why can't you say, and what you should be saying, and I believe this is, well, I am a driven person, that, which is the example you gave. What if you woke up every morning and that was the first thing you said, I am a driven person. Try that on. Try that on for two days, three days, four days, a week. Give it another week. Every time you wake up and say that and use that as the filter for the situation that comes up where you say, oh, I can't do that. I'm lazy. Say, no, I'm a driven person. What would a driven person do? What would I as a driven person do? Yeah, that is so true. And I just want to build on what you were saying that when I saw myself as a speaker, (laughs) I thought, well, again, I had the who am I? And then I changed it into an I am statement. I am a speaker. Mm-hmm. I am a speaker and I have so powerful. Think, right. It is powerful when you say it, when you say it to yourself and when you say it to other people. And the more you give yourself that power, I like where you were going with image, the better image, the self-image that I have of myself. I can stand tall in that, mm-hmm. right? I can totally stand tall in that. I am a person who is creative. I'm a person who writes. I'm a person who has ideas. And as soon as you start giving yourself those kinds of messages, I totally believe that that can help, that that can put you on a great path to changing your perspective of your self-image. 100%. An experience recently that came up, a conversation that I think helps to illustrate this is I was speaking with someone who said that they don't want to drink for the rest of the year. Mm. Drinking was a temptation that was not serving them and they just wanted to prove to themselves they could do it. They could not drink for the entire year. And this person was sharing, but I'm nervous about when I'm going around my friends this weekend because they're not used to this, right? And so I'm going to be sharing with them, I'm trying not to drink. And my response when I heard that was, when you're saying to them and to yourself, because whatever you say to others, you're also saying to yourself, right? You're feeding that messaging back to yourself. So whenever you're saying that to them and to yourself, you're saying you're someone who does drink and is trying not to. Right. So think about the difference of I'm trying not to drink, which implies that you are drinking, versus I don't drink. I'm someone who doesn't drink. I don't drink. It's solid. It's clear. It's definitive for I don't drink. It's not something that I do. And that tells your mind it's not really an option. It's not something that we do. Right. Word choice there is so, so powerful. And I remember the shift that I had. I can't recall when it was, but when I went from, oh, I'm trying out this speaking thing, Mm -hmm. or I'm trying to write, I'm trying to do video, I'm trying to get out there. Yeah, you are. If you're trying, you're trying. No. And the difference, I love the story you just told there. I'm speaking. Right. I'm writing. Mm-hmm. I'm publishing videos. Yes. I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. I love what you said there. As soon as you put the try in there or 
another modifier like just. I'm just trying to... Drop just. Okay, we're going to make t-shirts. Drop just. <laughs> Coffee mugs. Drop the just. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes. Is that a powerful word for you, Ariel? I'm kidding with you, but yeah, it is. And I love that, right? Just get that out of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. It can be used in the context of I am or I do as well as I'm not and I don't. I think it's an important distinction. But one of the things that I think is really challenging for people to adopt that is they may be hearing us and saying, okay, yeah, that sounds nice, but I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. Or I am lazy or whatever that I am yeah. statement is that you're trying to fight because it's based on your experience. Based on your experience, you're saying I am because I have or I did. Right. Right. Or I'm a liar because I've lied. Yeah. Or I'm <laughs> whatever it may be. And the important thing is to realize that you're defining who you are based off of an experience, but I can almost guarantee that there's an opposing experience or at least the opportunity for one, but probably already an an opposing experience that could just as easily define you if you let it, but you chose which experience defined you. That's right. And that goes back to what we were talking about with choice, right? We do have a choice to do this. And I want to acknowledge something you said in the opening, which was it does take a lot for the mind to push through. It Mm -hmm. really does, right? We're sitting here talking about this as, oh, well, I had this epiphany and this is when the shift occurred and and all of that. Understand, right? And you and I have talked about this. It does take work, right? It's not like, you know, all of a sudden you go Mm -hmm. from all this to all that, making the shift. It's a process and it does take time, but taking that step of changing your self-image and just changing your perspective just a little bit, right? Let a little light in under the door. <laughs> open the door a little bit, let a little light in. And that's the image, the visual that I get, right? If I just open the door a little bit more, try this on, then I can begin to see myself in that picture. I have the confidence to say, I am this kind of person that I want to be. And then that's when I think some of that wonderful magic and that wonderful perspective shift can occur. You triggered in my mind something else that I wanted to build upon in that. What you said about the mind struggling, you can determine what the outliers are. So for example, with the I'm a writer, you can think about when you've written and that defines you or the times that you wanted to or meant to and didn't and let that define you. Just as with I'm lazy, you can think about the times in which you were lazy, the times that you had lazy moments. And you can also think about the times in which you were motivated and driven and didn't let anything get in your way and determine which one you're going to define yourself with. And when you use the I am statement, either I am lazy or I am driven, you probably have experiences for both. I'm pretty sure that almost all of us, except for maybe 1% of people, can think of experiences where they were lazy and can think of experiences where they were driven, driven towards a goal or driven to accomplish something. When you use the I am statement of either I am driven or I am lazy, you're telling your mind the other experiences are outliers. They were a one-off. They were not defining who we are. They were exceptions. The power of the I am statements is it encourages and furthers those actions that are in alignment with the I am statement and sees the others as outliers and that's okay. The question is, are you defining yourself with I am lazy or I am driven? And the lazy moments being the outliers or the driven moments being the outliers. I think that's important because people can get caught up in... But I did have a moment where I was lazy. Yes, but you also probably had a moment when you're driven. Yeah, you did. Which are you going to let define you? What are you going to choose? Early on and when I started the speaking career piece, I remembered you know, every time I got up in front of an audience, yeah, I had a lot of self-doubt. I will get up in front of any group. I'm one of those odd people that I don't mind getting up. I do get nervous <laughs> in front of people, don't get me wrong. 
But the story I was telling myself in my head was one of doubt. And it wasn't until somebody brought that to my attention in a very kind, gentle, still public way that, you know what? You're not confident. You're not there for your audience. You're not there for your people. And I thought, oh my gosh, you're right. I'm not going to argue with you on this one at all. You're right. I'm not showing up for them. I'm remembering all those I can't statements. Honestly, Ariel, that's what was going through my head. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to hearken back to those times when I was really good or those moments when I really did well. It's kind of like the golf shot. (laughs) You got to hearken back to the one good golf shot you hit. And you're like, that's why you keep playing. So I hearken back to all those individual moments where I was like, even in the worst speech that I might have given or the worst experience, there were highlights. There were moments of greatness. There were moments when I was funny. And building on that gave me the confidence to say, I am in those statements. I am here for them. I am a speaker. I have great things I want to share with them. I have a great experience we can do together. One of the things I love to do is interact with the audience. So let that shine through. If that's the gift, if that's what I bring, that's okay. That's an I am statement. And that's what I want for other people to really challenge themselves with is to look at the opposite of what you were saying. I love how you said limited to limitless. And it's the same thing with the example of being lazy, lazy to being driven. Look at the extreme. Look at the extreme of what it is you want to be or what you think you are. And then look at what the extreme of what you can be. I think that's a great place to start. I love that. Powerful. Something that your story pointed out was the importance of why. And your why, it was be there for your Mm -hmm. audience. Be present for your audience. Think about how you can best serve them. And I think the piece that is sometimes challenging with self-image is why, right? We talked about how much effort this takes. Why put all the effort to do this? Why define myself with an I am statement? What's the point? And what you said there is really impactful of what could be the impact if you chose how you define yourself, chose how you showed up, and furthered the consistency of showing up that way. What impact would that have for you, for your life, for those that you interact with? Because so oftentimes the why not is due to your previous experience, perhaps some negative messaging, your interpretation of an experience that caused you to self-define in a limiting way. And to think about if you allowed yourself to be limitless in an area, what might that allow for? And let that become your why. Your why to put in the work to actually take ownership of defining your self-image. I agree. I think that would be my takeaway for the week. I really do. Think about the impact you want to have on the world and think about how that shows up for you. Let it show up for you. Like we started off with the quote, you will act like the sort of person you conceive yourself to be. Put some positive intent on that and think about how you can be limitless. That's what I'm taking away from this week. On that, we'll leave it at until next time. This is Ariel and Roger helping you to master your personality, perspective, and productivity. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about the podcast, events, workshops, or coaching, visit harnessyourhindrance.com slash mp3. And don't forget to subscribe for the podcast mailing list on our website. I have three asks. I ask that you listen to at least three episodes of this podcast before giving a rating, but then please do. I ask that you share this with three people who may benefit from the conversation you heard today. And I ask that you capture your three takeaways from this content. You may always text message MP3 to 888-523-2494 to stay informed when new episodes come out. Again, thank you for listening.